Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshops alumni at gatewaymen.com get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY hi my name is jonathan the founder of gateway to freedom our next workshop is coming up february 15th through the 17th in florida just outside orlando space is limited so call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY to register That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're so glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and we actually have our director of training, John Fort, with us all the way from uh, the lovely land of Portland. And so, John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, so um, I always have to, you know, whenever I think about Portland, and we've been up there, I was so delighted that our family got to have vacation with you guys last summer up there, but I have to admit, you know, Portland is its own little universe in some ways. It kind of has its own cultural vibe, and it's it's sort of like what's the what's the magnet that attracts uh, the certain type of people to Portland? That's a good question. I don't know. Just whatever is odd. Um, okay. So what does that make you, John? <laughs> well, I grew up here, but but most of Portland is made up of people who are not from here and it just attracts people who don't fit in anywhere else and they come here. So are you saying that maybe the natives are different, but then uh, the, the, the transplants are a little, or the natives are, yeah, anyway. So John, I'm glad you're with us. Uh, Listeners, thank you for, for being with us as well. Um, I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about today because you know, you don't have to look very hard in our culture to be able to see that we live in a sexually confused culture, especially here in the Western world in the United States. And it's the confusion is growing more and more rapidly every single day. I mean, I you can't go a day without getting some kind of new news story about some new type of confusion. What's a new gender identity? Identifier. I mean, there's all kinds of things that are going on that are confusing. And what we have seen swell in the last 20 years is a deer in the headlights look from parents. Because, you know, parents are the shapers of the next generation. That's the way it's been from the very beginning. And like it or not, we can't pass off that role to someone else as much as we might like to give it to a teacher or a pastor or somebody else. The truth is, and studies even reveal this, that there's no greater influencer in a child's life than their parents. So, John, we want to talk in this uh, episode about the, uh, one of the, the basic beginner course in our Parenting for Purity online course and what, 
it does to help parents begin to address this or have conversations with it. So first, why don't you share with us just kind of your take on what's going on in the culture and what parents are facing and why this kind of a course is so important for parents to engage. Well, the biggest thing is that we need to deal with is the world around our children is talking about sex all the time. And even very young children are surrounded by sexual messages constantly. And if we as parents don't speak into that, the only influence they're going to get is this confused um, message about uh, what I call sexual misinformation that they are filled with. And that's what they walk away with. We have to add our voice. Um, but most of us did not have parents that talked about sex to us at all. So we don't know what to say. Um, and our children are surrounded by a world that's different than we grew up in. So that, I, like you say, parents freeze up and don't know what to do. The well, I actually like what you're saying there because it's not as if, and this is where I think we get diluted a little bit in our thinking. It's not as if um, some switch got flipped in some decade in the 20th century and all of a sudden, you know, prior to that, all parents had a full and comprehensive understanding of sexuality and were able to pass that on perfectly to their children. And then all of a sudden a, a switch got flipped and guess what? Now we're all confused and we don't, what I'm hearing you say is, no, this is, this is generational that goes back a long, 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 long way. So it's not as if it's a new problem that parents are facing, but what I'm hearing you say is maybe the, um, the dynamic of it, or maybe even the, the quantity of the problem seems different than it has in the past. The danger of not talking is much greater than it used to be uh, because the world our children live in is vastly uh, more messed up than even what we grew up with. I, I don't think it's always been true that parents didn't talk about sex. You look in the Old Testament and King Solomon in particular talked pretty directly to his sons about sex in, in uh, Proverbs and Song of Solomon. Um, so I, we get indications that that's not always been true, but it is true. Yeah. So then what are the, so uh, we've got a world that's talking to our kids. Um, like you said, there's a lot of misinformation there. Uh, how does a, first of all, let's, let's back up and, and help a parent just start to kind of get, get an on-ramp to this entire topic. Because sometimes if we, if we immediately start diving into what do conversations look like? What are you talking about? All that. I think, you know, parents might just freeze up. How would you invite and sort of gently bring parents into this without them feeling like they're going to lose their head? Well, first of all, we spent a long time putting this series together. And we, meaning there was multiple people involved, uh, with not just myself, uh, about three years of time went into this, putting this together, including testing it in front of groups of parents. Um, so this is a well thought out curriculum. We have both men and women um, writing into this course. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far as to what you were saying, um, what all the research is showing, uh, so recently, uh, Jay Stringer did a bunch of research on uh, almost 4,000 men and women with unwanted sexual behavior. So that includes pornography use and everything else and what, how they got that way and what helps them get better. Well, one of the key findings that came out of this, which is not hugely surprising, is the number one thing that causes people to have problems with sexuality is not knowing how to deal with their emotions. I know that 
sounds weird, but the fact is that in our, it's gotten worse with all the, the fast instant gratification culture we live in. Um, kids don't learn how to process their feelings very well. Um, now we, uh, we're talking, even schools talk about feeling some, but what they're saying may or may not be that helpful. So a big part of this course is not talking about sex, but talking about feelings. Almost 50% of the content is about helping your children identify what they're feeling, how that feeling came about, and what do they do with it. Because if they can't do that, the other stuff doesn't really matter. Um, so one thing to relax about is a lot of this stuff is about things that are actually not that hard to do, but maybe a parent wouldn't think of that this is something we have to do. Well, and I think it's important to note at this point that this is actually a part of the curriculum mm -hmm. that could be critically helpful for the parents. Yes. Because the reality is, is you know, we talk about generationally, so many things are, are difficult to pass down. You realize that now we are living in the, the generation that is being raised now is really the first we're right on the cusp of having the first generation of, of you know, new, new babies and, and new, new kids being born that are, um, that are born to parents that really don't have any memory of a non-digital age. And so when you think about, again, those massive influences that come in through screens and, and all the, the media and that kind of stuff, that has, we talk about information overload and regardless, forget about the pornography and all that, just information overload. And now we have, and we're seeing some of the effects of that on brain chemistry and those kind of things of just attention spans and not being able to self-identify, even realizing that now teenagers today don't know how to recognize facial expressions and other human beings because they're so digitally oriented. So if you think about that, that's part of what we're dealing with too, right? Is now these parents are struggling to even understand and self-identify their own emotions. So then it serves to reason that then they don't know how to talk with their children about this. So that's a part of the course that I think can help both parent and child. And the course is written, not assuming the parents know how to do this. Yes. We, we teach parents. It's like, we don't expect that you know how to do this. So you learn this with your child, mm -hmm. uh, that, which is part of the way the whole thing is set up very much. So, yeah. Let's talk a little bit just about the common fears that any parent would have going into the, cause I mean, let's, I mean, I'm putting it out there as, as it's a given, I'm not saying, well, do you think some parents will have fears? No, I think I, we're just assuming uh, parents, if you're out there and you have no fears about raising your kids, please call us if you figured it out, because we want to know how you get rid of all of those fears, especially when you talk about such a, a delicate and intimate issue like sexuality. So talk a little bit about some of the fears and how the course helps address that with the parents. So, so one of the fears is that the children won't want to talk about this. And that just isn't true. Uh, today, kids are so flooded with information and stuff. They're actually very used to talking about very personal things. They just need to know it's okay to do it. So, so the book gives some ideas of how to help them realize that you're a safe person to talk to, and then actually they're going to want to talk to you about things. In fact, what we find is the opposite, is once the child finds out that their parent, they can ask their parent anything, they start asking questions that blow the parent away. It's like, whoa, 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 I didn't, I, I wasn't right. expecting that. Um, and they will share extraordinarily personal information that we just aren't, when we were children, we would never have said that to our, our parents. So um, that is just simply not true. 
Um, the kids do want to talk about this and they will with their parents and we can give some ways to help that happen. The other fear is um, that they don't know enough, but then that's the whole point of this series is so that you will know enough. Uh, that, that's an easy one to fix. Um, and then one of the greatest fears, I, I believe, is that parents are afraid that we are bad examples. Mm -hmm. If our kids find out what we did when we were their age, they won't want to talk to us. I have literally heard um, men in particular say, I can't let my kids know what I did at their age. And the opposite is true. When we have imperfect pasts in our sexuality, that means we understand what they feel like when they face temptation. If we never were tempted to do anything wrong and we quote unquote never did anything wrong, which I don't believe that's possible, but if that was true, then we would be the wrong parent to talk to our kid. The fact is our failures are what qualify us to do this. Um, what our children want to know more than anything else is, do you understand what I'm feeling like right now? Mm -hmm. And we do. And we prove that by actually telling them parts of our story. Now, that sounds really scary to parents, but we walk parents through what that looks like. Well, let me, I would ask it to you this way. And this is a question that I would ask to myself as well. So I would say it like this, John. So would you say that in your family with your two children, that them knowing your story was a, provided more of an open door in your relationship with them, or did it provide more of a closed door in your relationship with them? In other words, mm -hmm. by them knowing your story, what did it do to the level of safety in your relationship with them? So when they were younger, before, I would tell them appropriate amounts of my story. Nothing, you know, um, that they, they were trying, I remember my son in particular saying, oh, I'll never, well, both of us, I'll never do X, Y, or Z. You know, right. no, oh, well, oh, yes, you will. Um, but uh, when they got to that age, that's what gave them the courage to come talk to me and, and my wife. Um, when they were older and were making a mistake and we would share part of our story, they would say, like literally one of them said one time, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Mm. And so that opened the door and that's what actually made them talk more. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think it's one of those things where if we just take a little bit of time to, to think about this, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I think sometimes we just, our emotions overwhelm our thoughts. Mm -hmm. But I think if we take just a little bit of time to think and ask ourselves, okay, what do I consider more real? Somebody that I can have them reflect my emotions and my struggles back to me or someone that seems to never have a clue what I'm talking about. And, and just magnify that, I think, between the parent-child relationship. Mm -hmm. Think about, I mean, if we can reflect back on when we were seven or 11 or 16, we have to admit there's a, there's a great deal of, of ignorance about life and about relationships and thoughts and emotions. And so the thing is, is we have to have, um, we don't feel as safe if we come to mom and dad and hint at something and then it either gets blown up or blown back or we don't talk about that or 
something like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they're just totally kind of putting, putting a wall there that is certain to then shut that kid down and have him go on a journey of confusion and try to figure it out on your own. And that's where things like pornography begin to fill in the gaps and other sexual relationships and all that kind of stuff when it comes to sex. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of that misinformation comes from, right? Is we have parents that shut down or that out of their own fears don't engage these conversations. And then guess what? The next generation comes up confused. The, The fact is we actually have to share a little bit of something before they're going to. Um, so in today's reality, every child is going to be exposed to pornography. It's just not a question anymore. They don't have to want to be, it's just going to happen. Right. Well, they're going to be reluctant. They could very well be reluctant to share that with us if they don't understand we've been exposed to pornography. So by sharing our story, then they know, okay, so it's okay to tell my parents this, um, rather than other, if we never say anything and just wait for them to ask a question, they might not. So let's talk about that just for a second. So that's a real basic thing. And I'm say basic, not in the sense that it's easy, but it's a basic Mm -hmm. foundational aspect of this dialogue that needs to happen with our children is we must share our story with them and probably in ongoing appropriate, you know, age appropriate ways, right? Can you just give a basic framework for helping a parent understand how to go about doing that? Because I think some parents are like, you know, I got an eight-year-old. What are you talking about? Share my story. So maybe even give them some stages like elementary, you know, grade school. Right. Yeah. So in Peer Parenting Basics, the course you're talking about, it talks about the basic concepts. To get the information you're talking about, this is a series of six courses and they have different ages and different things. So we we discuss in the different courses at, at different ages what you would say or what you would add to your story. So for an eight-year-old, for example, um, the it is very likely that an eight-year-old would run into pornography um, somehow uh, in today's world. And so that would be an appropriate time to say, you know, I know pornography is in the world and I know pornography is around places you're at. Um, when I was whatever age, I got exposed to pornography the first time. Many of us who were exposed to pornography, we didn't go looking for it. Somebody showed it to us. That's right. a very common thing. And so um, sharing that, saying, you know, when I was however year old, I was sleeping over at somebody's house and they pulled out these magazines. Now the kids don't have access to that or whatever it was the parent had access to. And, and they had naked people in them. And I didn't know what to think about it. I didn't know who to talk to. And 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 so you're talking about that basic level, you know, um, the the to let them understand that oh you've seen this stuff and maybe the the kids already seen it maybe they haven't but they know it's okay to talk about it. so you don't have to go into a giant discussion you're just saying this happens and then we say we I want to talk about that if that happens to you I want you to tell me because that's something we can talk about here at home mm-hmm. yeah and it's so important then to establish I think verbally and repeatedly that safe environment language Mm -hmm. that I want you to talk to me about this. I think it's also important. One of the things when it comes to dealing with struggles and temptations and Mm -hmm. failures and those kind of things related to sort of our, our moral and character upbringing that um, it's important that that safety mean that you are not going to be in trouble 
right. for telling me about the yeah. things you've seen or the struggles yeah. you're having, right? Yeah. So throughout this series, we point out all different kinds of things. If your child does this, this is how to react to that. And it's always start off with, you are not in trouble, or thank you for telling me. That kind of thing is, is right away, we have to set the, especially to begin, if the first times anything happens, is the, the message we send is, I'm so glad that you trusted me enough to tell me. Mm-hmm. Of course, maybe we catch a kid doing something and you still have to uh, react, um, not in a punishing kind of way, the first, at least the first, especially the first time that you, you... Well, I like to put it in two different categories. There's a huge difference between um, uh, helping our children learn through boundaries mm-hmm. and punishing them yeah. for something that they did. You know, it's like, there's, those are two very different things. One is saying, we're going to communicate, we're going we're gonna to work through this, and we're going to be a team in mm-hmm. terms of recognizing those unsafe areas that you need to right. be protected from. The other is just a disconnect. It's like, you're in so, trouble, so, go to your room, right. you know. And The difference between grounding somebody because they looked at pornography and having a discussion is, how can we work together so that this doesn't happen again? Yeah, yeah. A huge difference. May, that may there may be consequences. It may mean their access to devices or the internet is changed, or all kinds of things like that can happen. But those are that's not. We don't put it in the frame of punishment because when you do that, um, it creates such a wall between the parent and the child. And then, um, so I've had this happen to me that people bring a, a teenager to me, and there's been so much punishment that's happened between since they were little and then that it's almost impossible to rebuild the relationship because mm-hmm. the kids just like, I'm not interested in, I'm not going to be honest about this because they're afraid they're going to be punished. That's what's been set up. Um, and what we're talking about here too, when we talk about boundaries and things like that is there's obviously a standard, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about why and, and how this course uh, continues to draw its source of that standard from the Bible and the biblical understanding of God's design. Why is it so important that that be the foundation for where we're going to be coming from regarding sexuality? We've actually started this whole interview backwards because before you talk about the way sex can go wrong with your kid, you talk about what it's supposed to be about in the first place. We don't want the only conversations we have to be, don't do this, don't do that. Here's this gigantic list of rules of what not to do. Sex is not about rules. That's not what God created it for. And so we need to explain to our children, why is there sex in the first place? Um, I'm a biologist. That's my background. And um, there are plants and many animals that reproduce without even touching each other. God could have made us that way. And he didn't on purpose. There's a reason for all this. And so we discuss not only what's God's design for sex between a husband and wife, but how the purposes of sex and how he made sex to operate, why that works that way. Um, so, um, and, and this, we want parents at different ages to be able to explain why is sex the way it is and what's the purpose behind it. Um, mm-hmm. and then that helps them understand this is why we don't do these other things because it messes up the purpose of sex. Yeah. And I think that's part of that ongoing conversation from a very young age. I mean, I, when parents would ask me like, Hey, you know, they've got maybe little toddlers in the house. And so, you know, they don't have a single teenager, no double-digit age kid. You know, they've got maybe a four and a two-year-old. And they're like, so when should I start having, and they always say, the talk with my kid. And I'm like, you have children now, right? 
what are you discussing with them now about their bodies and the sanctity of their bodies and, and why they're designed differently. If you've got a boy and a girl, you know, you can start from a very early age, establishing the grander vision and view and purpose of our sexuality without necessarily having to get in the mechanics of intercourse. Right. There's right. a whole lot to being made in the image of God, male and female mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily um, end or even begin with intercourse. Right. And so that's part of that overall picture you want to paint for your kids as well. And that's why we go to the biblical picture because God we, is our creator, right? So he gets the prerogative to tell us how we are designed and what we're for. And one of the things is, is that we recognize that parents aren't necessarily, well, none of us. I mean, my wife and I weren't, when I created a little, we didn't really think much about that ourselves. And so um, we don't expect parents to understand how to, verbalize very clearly the, the purpose of God's purpose of sex and, and why things are this way. So we help know how to do that. Um, yeah. So that, and I don't so, want parents, I don't want parents with teenagers also to feel like, you know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling because I didn't start talking to my one-year-old mm-hmm. about their bodies. And now I've got a 16 year old that I've never talked to about sex. We don't want to make it seem like it's too late. I mm-hmm. think at any stage you can begin the dialogue and, and that's really kind of what this, introduction course is about is establishing that groundwork for how do you have these healthy conversations, right? But the introduction, even if a, a parent had a teenager that they've never talked a lot about, the introduction is still God's design for sex and then emotions. Um, because that is, those two things are actually the most important part. Then we can't even really talk very effectively about how to keep uh, from letting sex get messed up until we've discussed those two things because they're so intertwined. Mm-hmm. So let's talk just briefly, we've got a few minutes left, about the issue of emotions and relationship and why those are so central to the overall conversation of kind of uh, this, this topic of sex and sexuality. Because I think sometimes, uh, especially maybe in those teenage years, everything gets so boiled down, especially because of the influence of pornography, to kind of the mechanics of sex. Mm-hmm. But what I'm hearing you say is, listen, if we're really going to establish the good parent-child dynamic dialogue here, we have to deal with the emotional and we have to deal with the relational. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why is that so critical to this conversation? Mm-hmm. Well, there's two things, two reasons why emotions are so important. The first thing is, if you're starting with younger children, is um, talking about our feelings is personal. And so when we start fairly young talking about emotions, or even with a teenager, it's an entryway, it's an easy entryway into talking about personal things, so just diving right into sex. Um, so that, that it, it sets the stage for, we talk about personal things in our family. Mm-hmm. We want to help people know what does it look like to talk about that. Then second is that the one of the main ways that sex can go wrong is when we have an uncomfortable feeling or disappointment or stress and some form of sexuality becomes a way to avoid having to think about that because when we become sexually stimulated our brain turns off all of our feel our emotions stress anxiety all the stuff just goes out the window and so teenagers inadvertently learn to use pornography or fantasy or masturbation or something to not have to think about their parent just yelled at them and so what we want to teach people is what emotions, what thing happens that causes you most to want to run away to, from your feelings? And that takes a while to identify. And a lot of times that requires the team to fail a few times to figure out, so what was happening when you failed? What was it? And then they, 
when children are like middle school age, they don't quite get this. But then after they are past puberty a little bit, it starts to kind of come together. And they realize, look, the last three times I did whatever it was, there was a common theme. What was going on? And now I know this emotion, this feeling, I really don't like. So now we can talk, what can we do about that? And the relationship point is, most of the time is simply talking it through. It's, it, whether it's with parents or friends, is this thing happened and I don't like it, let's talk about it. And, and simply sharing it because we need to teach kids that a, a negative feeling is not bad. It happens and it's not going to kill right. us. We just need to talk about it. Hey, as we wrap up here, there's two things I would love for you to do. Um, the second one is to tell people how they can get the, the course. But first, what, what final word of encouragement would you give to parents out there who especially are hearing you say they might have to fail and are in a complete panic because they're thinking, but the whole point I thought of me being a parent is so that they don't do the things that I did. They don't have the failures and they have this kind of like perfection model what word of encouragement would you give to them who are out there maybe hyperventilating right now? And then, then tell them how they can get access to the course. So sexual purity, sexual integrity, we often, we're now using a lot of times the word sexual wholeness. All of that is a journey. None of us ever quite get there this side of heaven. And neither is your kid. All right. And it, the, 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 we want to be moving toward that, but, Part of that means is making mistakes here and there. And the mistakes actually help point out what we need to work on. They point to the things that we need to address. And they're usually not about sex. They're usually about our feelings, all right? So mm -hmm. if, we can, if we can kind of relax and realize our, our kids are not going to reach 18 without something happening. I mean, maybe it, that could be all kinds of things. It doesn't have to be pornography. But, but, um, and so if we can just kind of relax and realize that's common to to the human experience. And so we learn from that to, to progress past it. Um, uh, the, the, I think that's kind of the main thing we need to realize. You will want to know how to get the course. Um, you go to purelifeacademy.org and you'll see on the homepage a parenting series and you click on that. And if you want to do just the overview course, like we're talking about just to see if, if, if you like this content, you scroll down and they have all six courses and it's just the first one. Pure Parenting yeah. Basics, and it talks about, and that may be all you need. You may not need to take the whole thing. Um, but then the rest of them spell out much more clearly exactly what to do at what ages. Yeah. Well, man, John, thank you for your time today. But also, I just want to thank you for, man, the years of work you've put into this because I think it is um, it is helping so many parents, and I think it's going to help so many more to think through these things in a way that is really uh, redemptive in their families, that there's a, you know, we've even already started hearing from some families, right? That they're seeing new dynamics and how they communicate with their kids. And it's sort of like all these aha moments. And so thank you for your work in that and for your time today on the program. Mm -hmm. And listeners, we're always glad that you're with us. And again, if you want to get this uh, course, just go to purelifeacademy.org and click on the parenting course. And until next time, we look forward to having you back here on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.